That's fucking hot. Don't like this. No. <laughs> this is the last dab. Mm, this is evil. Welcome to another episode of the Royalty Report. I am here with my co-host Trevor. Uh, as always, my name is Peter, and today we have the mayor of licensing. She is one of the best networkers I have ever seen, and she's at Power Station Studios right now. Let's welcome Sharon Weissman, everyone. Sarah. Thank you. Although you told me she was the queen, so she just got oh, demoted the queen. back down oh, the mayor. Okay. The queen died. I don't know if you heard. Oh, just no. kidding. To be replaced <laughs> so now by Sharon. I'll be canceled by <laughs> England. Speaking of brands, you've got a really awesome shirt on that has Bart Simpson on it. Uh, I saw your story on Instagram that you had a little story about it, so I want to know first how you got that shirt, because I want to know where you can get it, and then two, what's the story about behind it? Okay, so check this out. I'm so proud of myself that like stars aligned because I knew this podcast was coming up. I was like, what am I going to talk about that people didn't already hear about? Who cares? The word NFT is so used at this point. You don't want to hear it anymore. Um, and then I took my kids to the Hoboken um, fair this morning, and there were tons of vendors there. And one of the vendors that was selling was this thrift store. <laughs> and I see this sweater. <laughs> and I go, and I need this sweater. I even kept the tag on. Wait, because this is legit from this morning. My husband was like, you are disgusting. It's $7. $7. That's a deal and a half. Seven dollars, amazing! I am going to a boat party tonight. I am going to wear that. That is going to be a yeah. conversation starter. See, conversation see, piece. See? Yeah. yeah. Obviously, I bought it, and you know, from this transaction, who are the winners? Who made money off this transaction? Okay. You. I think you're me, the real winner. Me. I'll tell you why. Right. The the collector. Right. I I went to a garage sale, a thrift store, a whatever, whatever. I bought something for seven dollars. In 10 years, I decide to sell it on eBay, right? I sell it for $37. Who makes money? Me, the collector. I just made 30 bucks, right? Mm -hmm. eBay, because they get their points as the platform of the transaction. True. Then UPS or FedEx take their points because they're the shipper. Or if we're talking about an Andy Warhol or something that, you know, needs an armor um, vehicle to take it somewhere, they'll make the money, <laughs> right? Whatever, whatever method of shipment, right? Who doesn't make money off this yeah. transaction? 20th Century Fox, you did not make any money off this transaction. Knowing them, I wonder if they would have even approved that uh, design because it just doesn't seem like the brand stuff. But I love it, and I'm sure everybody so, that's going to so come to the event So this is will an approved it. design. It is an right? approved design. And, and collectors will go ahead. So, oh, so to right. answer your question, I'm so happy you asked this one. I did not pay him to ask this question. Yes, she did. With these smart contracts, what we'll be able to do is we will make sure that there's a contract in perpetuity that cannot be changed, non-manipulative forever, and is universal agreed. So in the future, Fox, Disney, right, will be able to make money off any transaction of an authentic IP licensed product that will be sold in secondary markets. All that money that they're losing on transaction in secondary markets for collectibles is, is, is unexisted. So tell me a point. little bit about how that works. Like how is that 
put into practice? Because that sounds like something that brands would be like, yeah, I love how that works. And then when they go to actually do it, especially big brands that have tons of, you know, SKUs and, and I'll products. tell you what's yeah. tripping people up. They hear the word NFT. And they're like, I don't know if I need to sell JPEGs to make money right now. This is a right. <laughs> but that's not the case. What's happening now is we will use the blockchain technology that enables us to secure these contracts in order to create revenue streams. It's not the, about the NFTs. It's about art and fashion and collectibles being able to show authentication and ownership. Mm -hmm. If I'm owning this and I know everyone who owned it before me and I know the origin I know that what I have is a piece of value. That answers the question mm -hmm. that you just asked me. How do you know that this was even right. approved? Mm -hmm. Like, is this a t-shirt? I don't, because up to now, we never had the technology to do that, right? So in a way, what we're doing right now is we'll get, we'll get all the lingo out of the way, all mm. the bro culture, <laughs> all the, you know, the NFTs, the pudgy funnies, the apes, whatever you want, we'll take that out of the way. Why? Because I'm old enough to tell you that I used to collect MP3s. Oh my I, God, I, yes. I had an MP3 player and I would like collect them. I've still got my iPod. Boom, I love yeah. you, Trevor. Thank you for not making me feel old. <laughs> I had a quick question. You said before that, you know, the secondhand market, the company like Fox wouldn't be making any money off the secondhand market. Is what you're saying, what you're doing right now, that's going to enable like the company to make money off of secondhand uh, sales and stuff like I that? I think Web3 will enable A, collectors to be able to monetize, liquidize, and make money easily. Mm -hmm. uh, and also will be able to obey the brand licensing business rules with a contract in perpetuity mm -hmm. and make sure that whoever owns the IP keeps on getting royalties. That's what I was wondering, because I know with NFTs originally, the way it was explained to me, I don't know too much about them. No, I have some it. friends yeah. that you know have made a bunch of money on NFTs. Mm -hmm. I have friends who have fucking hemorrhaged money on <laughs> NFTs. And my understanding was it is that the artist, the guy who originally created or woman whoever made the NFT originally, uh, every time that there's a transaction with that NFT, the artist gets Correct. a cut of that back. So it's kind of like applying that same principle then of the NFT it and is, paying back. Right. So it okay. is. So one of the things that Web3 is striving to do is democratizing the space. The issue with that is democratizing the space kind of sounds like low-key communism. <laughs> so there's we have we'll have to work on how we position that. But in a way, yes, the creator economy. If I'm the creator, why wouldn't I get a piece out of that, right? Yeah. There's so many brands right now that are doing interesting things in the space. It's it's Huawei, it's Mattel now with uh, Cryptoys, it's Vivi and what they're doing with Disney. And right now, it's just in its infancy. Like, it's not there yet. And I understand people who are being cynical or throwing shade at it because, right, it, it's not where it should be yet. The mm -hmm. utility isn't figured out correctly, right? I'm still not at a point where I can buy a collectible and that unlocks an opportunity for me to go to the front row of something or um, some kind of VIP community experience. Um, that's still being worked on. But the idea is taking everything that exists already, right? Mm -hmm. Is it um, reward and loyalty programs? Is it uh, collectibles and then selling them in secondary markets? Uh, fan art, all this exists already, but just put the technology in the right places and all this 
just mainstreams with no friction. Hmm. And even Starbucks is now putting this on the block in a way where it will make it even more frictionless and I can be rewarded even more. And hmm. there's the Amazon stuff where you walk in, you sign into your account, you walk in, grab groceries, right. and it tracks what you're actually just picking up so you don't have to go to the cashier after mm-hmm. that. Exactly. It just, you just walk out and it Yo, pays so off Yo, so that account. is called NFC technology. Okay? I love that. I'm <laughs> really loving NFC that right technologies. <laughs> NFC technology is something that we do use in digital opportunities. What we do is there are over hundreds of ways to take an NFC chip and embed it inside a product. When I always use this example, I go to get my coffee in the morning, take my cell phone, I go boop, and somehow I get an oat latte. I have no idea what the fuck Apple did behind the scenes for me to get my oat latte, but it was frictionless. I gave every... Take my privacy, take whatever, take points out <laughs> yeah. of the deal. Right. I got there. There was this sound. There was a frictionless transaction. You got your, you got your product. Right. You're good. Yes. Yeah, near field communication. So near it's like field. transmitting oh, some kind yeah. of. Yeah. Okay. Boop. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Boop. <laughs> makes sense. Yeah. NFC or boop. Oh, boop. Yeah. So what happens is, you know, I can, there can be an NFC chip in, you know, a seam or a tag Mm -hmm. or in the sole of my shoe or just the box of the collectible that I bought. That NFC chip can now tell me, you know, it can either drop an NFT Mm -hmm. into my wallet. It can show me, um, you know, the origins Mm -hmm. of where this product came for and authentication. And, you know, in a way it will replace the QR code. It's just technology technology advancing. Um, so don't get the acronyms and all that. That's just a lot of mumbo jumbo. That's that what I, think I was going to say. Away. I feel like we're in the what the internet was at, in the, like the late '90s, where everybody was like, "What's email? What's this? What's a PDF? What's you know?" And how are we doing this? And how do we? So, so you know, I think as you as you were just saying, everybody's locked into NFT, NFC, and stuff like that. And now, digital is becoming more of a term. So, can you like explain like? to people who don't know what fidgetal is, like what that is in layman's terms or in, in a, like a, a summary. I know it's going to be very no, no. in-depth. So fidgetal is a product or an experience that the realities between in real life and virtual are blurred or marriaged. Okay. Right? So when I buy something in the real world, it usually engages all senses. Um, but I'm limited, right, to whatever real life limitation puts this experience in, you know, in that box. Now with virtual reality, I can add another dimension to that. It is also limited, right? I can't mm-hmm. taste or, you know, there's certain senses that won't be engaged, but some senses can be elevated and I can experience right. something in a bigger way, right? So with every category, digital will mean something completely different. It's different for fashion. It's different for collectibles and toys and such. Mm. Um, It's different at retail, what that means. But what it means is marrying a few realities where I can experience something in a higher level. Um, The bond between the rights owner or the retailer uh, and the community is stronger. And then if we democratize the scene, now everyone can own stock. Mm-hmm. in whatever I bought. So now in fashion, I'll be able to express myself in different ways, sometimes four times an hour if I'm on Roblox and I did decided to change, you know, everything about my So you avatar. guys are going with like digital gaming as well because I know GameStop is doing that right now and right. they're working on something pretty similar. Exactly. Play to earn, digital twins. Yeah. These are terms that we'll be See, hearing more Yeah, about. and that, that kind of thing kind of made a little bit more sense to me than like, 
your standard NFT because one of my friends who did purchase one, he shows me on his phone. And I'm like, hey, cool. Look, I got it now, too. Check it out. I'm going to make it my profile picture. I own one of the ape NFTs. It's, but, it's when all worlds will be combined, right? Anything wearable has to be shareable. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, if it happened in this room and we weren't recording, would it really matter? Mm. Just to us, probably. Yeah. If a tree right? fell in the yeah. woods, exactly. does, it, exactly, right? does it make a sound? Everyone likes to take a shit on Web3 <laughs> yeah. and say, you know, it's not sustainable. It's not. And, you know, as the licensing industry that creates everything plastic fantastic, I was like, have you you have no shame. <laughs> yeah, I saw I saw your post or your stories that you went to what was it a spirit Halloween or a Halloween yeah. store and mm-hmm. you were like going through and some of the packaging it was literally just thick plastic you know single use. So mm-hmm. I I know that everybody's kind of on sustainable right now. Uh, do you think that there's anything that these companies should be doing that can make it more sustainable or is that something that we still need new technology to solve like later? You got to get rid of that government plastic. Got to get rid of that government plastic. That's what Ellen calls it. So you know what? Every licensor I know is asking their licensee that question. What are you doing to create either recyclable, repurposable? um, You know, if I'm selling a puzzle, how does then you know, the puzzle become a board to use for something else. You it know, grows into a-, a tree once you plant it in the ground. Yeah. You know, every I jigsaw piece. I love that. Yeah. Oh my God, Peter. <laughs> Actually. Uh, you heard it here first. Oh that my comes God. Out. That's coming no, um, American Spirits Tobacco. They used to do that. Like when I used to smoke, you know, they'd have people come out to the bars and like get you to sign up and you get like the $2 pack of smokes. But when they would mail you your little certificate, they'd also give you like, this biodegradable piece of paper and inside of it was just tons and tons of wildflower seeds. Mm. So you just go out and I put it on that. your lawn and you have tons of fire fl- wildflowers. I hope seeds. you die, but uh, yeah. please grow like, some Thanks plants. for smoking our product. Sorry about the cancer, but <laughs> here's some flowers. It'll make you feel better. Here's the flowers. Put them on that, your grave. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> you're, you're help, yeah, you're helping on, on two fronts. Like, you yeah. know, the community would dwindle and the yeah, planet yeah. will be more beautiful. Yeah, you become fertilizer. You right? right? <laughs> what do you think brands are getting wrong right now on, on the metaverse, on NFTs, digital that you'd I like think, to see change? I think a lot of brands are just trying to play in the space to say they played in the space. Here, we did something in Web3. Yeah. We are in the forefront of pop culture technology. The pioneers in cutting edge technology. You know, but there's <laughs> lots of course correction, with it, which I love. Like Mattel in the beginning, they released three Hot Wheels or some kind of assortment. And I was like, why would that translate? And what's the utility? Okay, I got the NFT. Like you said, you got the pretty picture. It's in your wallet. <laughs> now what? Right? Um, but they really leaps and bounds. I think just with hiring the right people who really understand the space mm-hmm. enables people to figure out, brands to figure out utility um, and how to really communicate with their fans so it stays authentic and keep them part of the conversation, mm-hmm. constantly rewarding them and engaging them. We had a great New York Fashion Week um, for uh, numerous of our clients, just being able to leverage VR, AR, and digital um, hmm. opportunities. What kind of that. brands are you guys looking for to get into this space? Is there a specific like type, or are you just like anybody that wants to get into it? Power Station Studios can help you. No, we're you know what? In a way, we vet a lot of opportunities right now. Um, you know, we're a lean, mean, creative machine. Um, we work on projects that make our ha- our hearts dance um we're, we're very fortunate to be able to do that so it it seems like the uh we're seeing the potential with gaming companies mm. uh if it's web 2 or web 3 
that's where people spend their time. Mm-hmm. That's where they're engaged. That's where they're part of the dialogue anyway, mm-hmm. right? Um, that's where the story isn't linear, right? We could change it. Even if the ending is the same, there's so many ways to go there. I'm sure your phone is probably ringing off the hook of people trying to get into the space, even if it doesn't make sense. I think it's only certain brands that have all the elements that would come together in order to create this quantum leap (laughs) between an IP that's known traditionally in web one, two, two and a half into web three. And it's having the right partners to be able to create that storytelling in Web3. Because, again, it's not linear. Mm-hmm. It's not this, like, one go immediate gratification opportunity, right? Mm-hmm. What I really wanted to get to the bottom of is getting somebody who's never been in this digital world that is, like, going in what seems blind, right? It's like everybody seems to... You feel like everybody knows what they're talking about. It's probably a lot of bullshit. It's probably a so lot of people. So many people are pretending to be experts. You know, yeah. it's no one grew up saying, I'm going to be a Web3 person when I grew up, right? <laughs> this is all new. It's the accidental career for everyone out there. Um, more and more people are gravitating towards um, 3D modeling now and figuring out um, the technology behind it and how they're implementing it in other um, categories or companies. But it will be a minute before you'll be able to hire the right person to come up with the right strategy for your brand. Okay, so I know you're thinking a lot about this category. So if you had a magic wand and you could have any brand you want to get into this space, who would you like to have? (laughs) One of the companies that I think that should get into this space that would be really interesting is either Ancestry.com or 23andMe. Ooh, interesting. I did see, so I did see somebody doing it and I don't know the name of it. They were doing these little hearts and you can put them on gravestones and it can pull up, you know, somebody's history and their family history. And I always thought Ancestry.com should get into something like that. Does that work with like RFID or something? Yeah, RFID. And I think you, uh, I think the first one, I think they may have changed the technology. Like it's getting better. It was like a QR code that you could scan That's and it would go cool. to the app and I then you could see it photos. Correctly, think of the map that you can create yeah. and how you can Track connect so many different dead people. people. Hmm. Like the family trees? Dead, alive. Yes, but yeah. just think about it and, and kind of create this continue. Really fuck with timeline. Well, I get fucking emails every day from Ancestry.com. <laughs> really? Like, come check out your new DNA matches. Yo, <laughs> but I'm it's a- always the same like matches over and over again. It's you like, know I'm afraid to do that? I've never done it. I nah, I did it. One of my friends had like a spare kit that she didn't use. Uh, so she just gave it to me. I'm like, fuck it. Let's see if there's anything cool in there. Like it, it, growing up, I was like, yeah, I'm just like white. Like maybe, <laughs> maybe there'll be something cool. Maybe there'll be some like Ashkenazi Jewish or something. Who knows? Yeah. You no, know, I'm just fucking white. No, like, just white nah. through and through. Yeah. Pillsbury boy. It's like French. <laughs> yeah. French and Scottish pretty much is mostly me. And then like Danish and German. Now I'm like, yo, dad, you do it. Because I think my mom did it. I'm like, do it. I want to see if we match. Are you really my dad? I don't know. <laughs> I I once did genetic texting. Te- um, uh, testing because uh-huh. I'm, I'm not a great incubator and what happened was i found out i had this gene that only eskimos have and i yeah i i somehow do you like the cold no oh, I, damn. I thought you, you know i only thrive in the cold and i don't do well with anesthesia apparently oh, and so so i'm sure my family jotted around and were at a lot of places they shouldn't have been i was like you know what i'm okay with not knowing however if if someone does build this 
crazy network um, that is in Web3. And it doesn't have to be a metaverse. There's so many ways you could utilize that technology and make sure to really sequence it in a way where you know about your past and then maybe be able to see the future and talk to people that, you know, <laughs> hey, I mean, mm. Joe Rogan just interviewed uh, Steve Jobs. Uh, was it two days ago? It was an AI generated. So um, that freaks Steve me Jobs. out. That's so freaks fucked. me out. <laughs> I'm from the school of just because we can doesn't mean yeah. we should. Right. I think the and first iteration of that was probably Michael Jackson with the Michael Jackson oh, yeah. holograms mm. that they used to have come up on stage and everything. Do you feel like they they did Steve Jobs justice though on the AI or do you just feel yes, like it, 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 listen, it was pretty vanilla, but what scares me is where this can go. Yeah. You know, black mirror shit. That's All right, so we're going to end this podcast episode with a fun game. Food and beverage is our thing. You see it all over the wall. Uh, so I saw the new Hot Ones Truth or Dab, the play at home game. You get asked a question, you have a choice, just like in the show. Answer it honestly or suffer the wrath of the last dab and take a look at this. There's even a mini bottle of the last dab included. Play at your own risk, wings, not included. All right, so we're going to play the Hot Ones new licensed game, Truth or Dab, the game with hot questions and even hotter wings. In this part, we're not going to do 10 questions like on the show, but we have three questions that we're going to do. I grabbed three questions that I think would be most appropriate, and we're going to go from least to medium to super hot. Sharon, how do you do with spicy foods? I'm sorry, taste buds. So the first one up is Melinda's original hot sauce. No, Melinda, yeah. I like it. Melinda, yeah. good. That's yummy. Who's the most surprising person to slide into your LinkedIn DMs? LinkedIn ever? became such a weird place lately. I'm getting requests from plumbers. Like, <laughs> plumbers? I show you later. I'm like, oh, maybe I can help you advance your career. I'll be on. I, I get a lot of weird requests. Lately, a head of an agency that's usually like once removed um, DM'd me to almost like recruit me in a way. And I thought that I never thought that would happen. See, I would have thought that like some crazy big brands would be like, hey, Sharon, come on, help us out in the space. We know you. Our industry is is not that big. Um, I think everyone's attainable uh, and accessible. Um, I wouldn't do my job correctly if I didn't slip in their DMs <laughs> first. My ego got really bruised God. <laughs> lately. Um, there was a specific someone, someone at Pokemon that was um, posting really interesting collabs. And I just want, it wasn't one of those obnoxious, like, let me pick your brain or anything like that. It was one I of those, those like, no, and, and that's fine. I totally get that. Like, don't waste my time. My time is valuable and I respect your time, right? But I did reach out saying, hey, let's get together to figure out, you know, explore passive synergy here um, at BLE. And his response... <laughs> His response was, that's very nice, thank you very much, but you know, I'm my schedule is full. And I'm not used to hearing that. <laughs> it's like, mother. But you know what? I respected him for responding. I usually sometimes that. just don't get a response, which sometimes is worse. It's like, do you see it? Are you looking at it? Or he are you just saw it, he responded, he was polite, and I was mortified. All right, so our next hot sauce, jumping up here a little bit, getting a little bit spicier, 
is Truff's Hotter Sauce. Some ASMR. I really like it. It's good. Yeah. No offense, Melinda. It's got a really <laughs> nice, nice flavor. Yeah. It's you in the back of the truck. So far, it hasn't hit me with the heat really too bad yet, but the flavor is there. Really nice flavor. Smoky, mm -hmm. right? If the world was ending next week, what are the most insane things you do in those seven days? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, I believe that in this entire game simulation that we live in, there's one thing that we should do because we only have one life, right? There's one chance at this, as far as I know. Like, know I know that my religion, life. right? There's lots of religions that, you know, will beg a differ. But um, I really think we have one chance at this thing. And what you do in video games, you, you get to as many levels and worlds that you can. And that's what I'm determined to do here. I just want to travel, man. Mm. I want to see so much of this world. There's so, so much to see. So you have seven days. What are the travel sites you go to? I go to Fiji. I go to, I'm definitely going to Japan. I've never been. I've, I've oh, been to Asia. To I know. I've been all over but Japan. Because um, you did some time in Taiwan. You did some time in South Korea. Definitely. And and I always take a few extra days just to like really immerse myself in the culture. When, when I went to South Korea, I checked into a monastery. I lived there for two days just to That's kind awesome. of see. You know how hard it is for me to shut up for two days? That was like... <laughs> but, you know, I really think experiencing other cultures makes you so much stronger but more sensitive um, to other people. So... Galapagos Islands. Um, I want to go to Colombia and Brazil. I want, there's so many places I want to go to. So yes, seven days, man, hitting the road with or without my peeps. You know, with or without. How, I mean, how are your kids uh, in travel? They're they're troopers. That's they are awesome. they are real troopers. Like they go with us almost everywhere, and they just enhance the entire experience. There's something about seeing the world through their eyes, and lots of things click for you as an adult because when you were seeing it through young guys cognitively you didn't have the tools mm -hmm. to really understand what's happening um and now when i see things through their eyes and see how they're exciting excited about different things it makes me understand how i sometimes missed on that and now as an adult mm -hmm. i can fully enjoy the experience All right, are we ready to do the last dab? Now, usually in the show, on the last dab, it is tradition to put one more dab on. You don't have to. I'm gonna put one last dab on there. That's why they call it the last dab. You seem to be going through this pretty easy. I'm never too old for pure freshies. <laughs> Pure push. So it's just you can do as little or I'm as doing much my as own you dab. want. That <laughs> looks like a hefty it's fucking not, dab. There. Yeah, it's not even a dab. I need like a surgical. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> Oh, you're swimming in that. Trevor sun. just put on triple the amount that I put in. I fucked up, guys. <laughs> All right, so are we are ready good? to get into the last dab? We're going to do this. Cheers, Peter. everybody. Let's okay, do let's do this. Let's do it. Clink. Boom. Clink. Something we couldn't do pre COVID. <laughs> right? You touched my phone. Oh. That's fucking hot. Don't like this. No. <laughs> this is the last dab. Mm, this is. Evil. It is. <laughs> Not a fan. In the show, they have this one called Da Bomb, which I believe is just gasoline and hot sauce put together. <laughs> this one I'm hoping is it's actually pretty pretty good. This two I think believe 
add two million Scoville, which is the unit of heat. It's not bad. It has flavor, but it just it torches your taste buds so quickly that you can't really enjoy. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck me up, fam. It does say, and I quote, "It's a tough one." You sure you don't want more milk? Dead. (laughs) You sure you don't want more milk? You're like, I don't think we need more than one glass of milk. You want my milk? (laughs) (laughs) I'll just bear through it now. It's a lot. I'll tell you what, the first one hits you in the tip of your tongue, and then the second one in kind of the back of your throat, and this is like all oh, over! Nuclear salt. How does this compare to some of the like Middle Eastern spice and you know places around maybe Israel? That... This is just evil. It's not for congestion. It's no. not, you know, because a, a kick is nice, right? And this is, yeah, for, <laughs> this is a lot. All right, so the final question. See, I thought... I was told that you might not be good with <laughs> tearing up a little bit. I get, yeah, it, it hit me. All right, so we shouldn't judge a person by their looks. But if we're going to be honest, we all do it. <laughs> Tell us about a time when you were at a networking event that you totally misjudged someone for who they were and they, you were completely wrong about your assessment. I, I do have a client who will remain nameless. That um, when, when you meet her at first... She comes across as, you know, she likes to portray, she's, you know, she's just the face off and she's, you know, a, a female and so on. She's a fucking animal. <laughs> she is. I read her all wrong and I appreciate her tremendously now. It's part of her game, right? She makes you feel like she's a certain way. And then in business, she's an amazing negotiator. Um, and she's ruthless in a great way. She's a great business person, but I, I let the exterior and what she led on to be um, to to really mislead me as to how to negotiate or, or deal with her. All right. So in the show of, of hot ones, they yeah. do a 30 seconds. The floor is yours. This camera, this camera, this camera. Talk about whatever you want, what's coming up in Sharon Weissman's life, either business-wise, personally. Go ahead. The floor is yours. Yo. Um, okay. Next month, I am going to be in LA. Super excited. Haven't been in a very long time. Um, wasn't really a reason to go to LA from a, a licensing standpoint. But now, November 14th through the 17th has kind of been coined uh, LA Licensing Week. Fun in the sun, I'm going to have my Starbucks oh, in the yeah. sun and photosynthesize. And yeah. so going out for that, um, what's most exciting for me in LA this time around is uh, one of my previous bosses and mentors, Stephen Extract, actually launched his own company called Extracts. They're going to have uh, hosting an event together with UTA. Uh, at the United Talent uh, Agency's location. Um, and they're going to have really interesting speakers, some celebrity guests that we can talk about. I'm under so many NDAs. I'm trying to think what I can uh, what I can talk about. But this series that Steven is launching is a laser-focused event. Um, there'll only be a, a few of them a year, and they'll be very tracked. Uh, in a way where it's not trying to wrangle and kind of lasso everything into one event and try to bring all the licensees from all the different sectors and all the studios to come and try and 
entice you for why you need to work with them right now, it will be very new emerging trends that we're seeing. It will be for uh, single sectors within the industry. So you know that you're attending a certain event because you're going to get something out of it in your line of work. I'm not involved in any way. So not, you know, this is not, I'm not promoting anyone. I have no skin in the game. <laughs> Seriously, just excited for this. And uh, as an industry and part, uh, you know, a member of, a, of the community, I'm happy that we keep on having these drum beats that in between the show keep the cycle alive. That's awesome. Well, Sharon, thank you so much. Yeah. You were a champ on the Hot One sauces as if like they weren't sauces. Did you even the... sip your friggin' milk? I did, I did. I sipped it a bit after that. No, after the last one, I was like. I'm here with an empty glass. And, <laughs> and actually, oh, as, as a chemistry major, I thought about this afterwards. It was actually smarter of me to eat the entire one because the interface is smaller if you oh. eat the entire inside. But fine, um, <laughs> I did fine. But just call me back for the candy one, okay? You got it. <laughs> next yeah. time, for sure. Next time, yeah, please. Let's do pasta. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, again, thank you, Sharon. You're amazing. Thank you so thank much. Thank you so guys. much. This has been an amazing time with you, and I can't wait to have you back on again. But thank you again. This I'll do it. Yeah. I'm in. Thanks thank so you much. so much. It was great meeting you. Yeah. Broad Street.